The Thrivehood Podcast is a useful resource for boys and young men who want to thrive as they mature into manhood. I'll be your host, Tim Williams, and welcome to the Thrivehood Podcast. Hey guys, welcome into Thrivehood. If you have not had an opportunity to check out the, I would call it the intro podcast to what I'm trying to do here, feel free to check that out. It's basically just simply Thrivehood is the uh, podcast. And you can find out more about what I'm doing there, and that'll give you a little bit of background. But I want to jump right in. I don't want to be belaboring a lot here on my podcast. I'm going to try to jump right into it as I will just move forward with some thoughts and some ideas. I, I guess here I said that, and I'm just going to take a bunny trail here for just a second. What I'm going to be providing and offering up to you guys is just whether it's insights or maybe something that sort of crossed my mind or maybe there's some things that are going on in our country, our society, uh, that I think maybe should be speak to or spoken to, if that's the right way to say that. And so who knows? It'll be a hodgepodge. I, I might actually do a series. I might have just random topics and thoughts. I, I'm really just going to sort of flow with it, and unless there's some things that come up throughout the next several months or years, uh, I'm just going to sort of just, uh, I guess, for lack of a better way to say it, fly by the seat of my pants. But we'll see how this goes, and hopefully you'll enjoy it and you'll get something out of it. But I want to dive into the first topic today, which is the rite of passage. And as I was sort of thinking about this and, and moving in the direction of what what's sort of the, the catalyst podcast that maybe would sort of solidify this and set us, I guess, maybe maybe give us more of a cornerstone as we move forward. I thought it was great. You guys there, 12, 13, 14 years old, up to maybe even early teens, I'm sorry, early 20s, you're, you're sort of moving into manhood and you're, you're sort of trying to figure things out, right? You, you got all this stuff that's going on in your heart and your mind and your, in your body and you're just trying to figure out, you know, what's my next step and who am I supposed to be when I grow up? Which, by the way, I think about that still all the time about me. So you're you're not alone. But anyway, so I just felt like maybe today we'll spend a few minutes on the rite of passage. And before we jump into it, let me just look at the definition of the rite of passage and look, I'm not reading this. I'm just sort of giving you my own definition of it. I'm not reading this off of uh, Webster's or anything like that. But in general terms, a rite of passage is, is, a, is a young person, it can be a boy or a girl, that in, to some extent has to prove themselves or has to put themselves in a position so that they can move into the next phase of life, which, as I just said a moment ago, is perfect for the very first podcast for Thrivehood, because that's what I'm trying to help you guys do, is to move into the next realm and to give you some advice, some guidance, a little bit of wisdom, whatever I come across, uh, try to give that to you and help you out with that. So what I want to do before I sort of move into some areas that maybe I could help you with to get to that point, I thought it would be really good to take a few minutes 
and tell you a little bit about the rites of passage from different tribes, different uh, religious sects, different individuals and groups. And I thought we could have a little fun with this. And you may or may not know this, but the, the truth of the matter is moving into adulthood in some tribes and in some religious uh, circles is hugely important, very, very important. The Jews, for example, on your 13th birthday, they recognize bar mitzvah, right? That is a big deal. Uh, that, that means a lot to them. There is a lot of history. There's a lot of spiritualism, and there's growth that, that, that they believe comes from that. And they have the older men come around, these young boys, and uh, help them move into that other realm. And so I thought we'd look at a few more, maybe not so traditional approaches to the rites of passage. There is a tribe, for example, in the South Pacific, and I, I'm sorry their name escapes me, but you can probably look this up on uh, online. And uh, so it's really, it's really interesting because they uh, are sent to test their masculinity, the young boys are, uh, at around the age of eight years old. Now think about this for a minute. And in order to provide, or I'm sorry, in order for them to prove that they are really able to move into adulthood, they basically got to fling themselves off a hundred foot wooden platform using nothing more than vines attached to their feet. How about that? Let's go do that. All right. <laughs> I mean, uh, wow, that's amazing. Now, this isn't bungee jumping where you sort of, you know, you jump and you go down and then you get this nice little recovery and it pulls you back up. These kids at eight years old are flung off a, basically a bridge with nothing but vines hanging on their legs. So who knows what's happening to them by the time they basically pull that taunt. Who knows what's going to happen? But that's pretty amazing. So there's also another tribe in the Brazilian Amazon. And they require their boys to place their hands into some gloves. And, and again, all this, you can find this online. And those gloves that they make are woven inside and woven into those gloves are what's called bullet ants. I don't know if you know anything about bullet ants, but they are some nasty, nasty creatures. Let me tell you right now. So what happens is the boys have to remain completely silent and endure the pain of these ant bites for at least 10 minutes, literally. The, so the gloves go on, the ants immediately start biting, and they have to stand there with the, or sit there with the gloves on for 10 minutes. Now here's what's amazing. The bullet ants, their sting is very well known in that area of the country, of the world. And it is known that it is so painful that that, pain, that uh, sting can last for over 24 hours. So this these young boys are not only managing it for 10 minutes, they're managing for probably a day, day and a half before they even start feeling better. So, you know, if you don't want to do the bar mitzvah or fling yourself off a hundred foot bridge, then go do that. That might be fun. So, <laughs> so amazing, isn't it? There's another, another tribe called the, I think I got this right, the Mandan tribe. They're a Native American tribe. They are, this was back in the 1800s, I believe they were located in the Dakotas, I believe, if I've got that right. Now, these guys, these guys were amazing. They had a ritual 
Um, and this was during the transition phase, which I'll get to that in a minute because I think it's important for you, you to understand the different phases that you're going through as you're, as you're moving uh, into the next uh, realm of your life. But during the transition phase, they are taken into a hut. They have to sit very quietly with a continual smile on their face while their chest and their shoulders are slid open and wooden skewers are thrust behind the muscles. I'm not making this up. I'm not making it up. I know you're like, Tim, seriously, go, go look it online. You can see. So using these, what they call the skewers to support their body weight, they are then suspended from the roof of the lodge or the hut that they're in. And in addition to that, there are weights added to their legs. Okay, after they faint, can you believe this? After they faint, the warrior would then be, and they call him the warrior, would then be pulled down, and the men would watch the warrior as he awoke. And him being, him coming to, as you say, or waking up, would basically be proofs to the spirit's uh, approval. So that, I, I, I guess... My takeaway from that is if they if they don't die, then they are uh, I guess they're proven. It's it's amazing, right? This is amazing. Um, but yet there's more. Uh, after they awaken, the boy or the warrior has his left pinky finger cut off uh, to the great spirit, as they say, and then they are they run around with the if I got this right, with the skewer still in their backs and legs, they have to run a race in order to prove to the village that they are becoming a man. Unbelievable. I would pack up my things and start thumbing a ride because, man, there's no, <laughs> there's no way I could do that. Uh, maybe you could, but, man, I don't know that I could. So onward and upward, of course, we know about the Amish. You're probably familiar with the Amish and their simple modes of living and shunning a lot of modern technology and, and culture. And look, I'm not slamming any of these guys. Don't, don't, don't start saying, no, nah, Tim here, he's talking bad. I'm, I'm, no way. All I'm telling you is this is, what, this is what these communities focus on. And this is endearing to them. This is extremely important to them. And I'm just trying to show you some of the different avenues as we'll sort of make our way to some final thoughts here in a minute. But during the, what they call the temporary free pass, again, I'm speaking about the Amish, the young boy and the girl, for that matter, around the age of 16, they begin to uh, go out, and, uh, and I believe, I think, I think I've got this right, rumspringa, which is Dutch for running around. It's the Dutch term for running around. And they go out, and they're permitted to drink alcohol, use modern technology. They can even hang out hang out with, you know, what they call English or, or non-Amish in bars and nightclubs. The whole idea and the whole premise here is for them to quote-unquote find themselves. And the Amish think this is important because at the end of this, they have to decide to either accept or reject the rules of the Amish church. And I, to some extent, I can understand that and I can see that. So one more, and then we'll, we'll sort of wrap this up, but the Australian outback is in an interesting approach as well. The adolescent boys, uh, I don't know 
quite what age they are, but again, I would I would probably say in their you know, tweeners, maybe even early teens, they are sent out into the wild to see if they can actually survive in the Austrian, oh, sorry, in the Australian outback, unassisted, unchecked for six months. How about that? During this time, they are forced to survive on their own. They spend a great deal of time pondering life's mysteries. Um, and again, I'm, I'm doing some reading, and this is sort of what they said. I don't, I'm not quite sure what that means, but I'm sure it has to do with just, you know, what the future holds and them growing up. And, you know, of course, this, this journey of a young male would trace the past or what they call the song lines of their ancestors and imitate them and cherish their uh, ancestral uh, heroic deeds, if they will. So I, I don't want to get into weeds too much about all of these different uh, philosophies about uh, the rite of passage, but more or less just trying to give you guys a sense of, look, this is very, very important to a lot of individual tribes and groups and circles around the world. This isn't just something that in uh, America is 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 trying to be we're trying to focus on in America, which by the way, that is one thing that is sad. America is one of the few nations that, that don't really support or engage in such action, which I think is a is a crime personally. And yet again, this is why I'm bringing this to your attention. So let me jump real quickly to I, I sort of gave you some ideas there of of what people and what young men can go through but a little bit about the actual process itself. So there, is, there was a, some research done years ago from a, actually a number of universities, and there was a professor that came back and said, you know, there's really three steps to the rite of passage. There is the separation step. The separation step is, has to do with sort of the previous self being done away with to begin removing the old and moving into the new. So let's use a, a young man that's maybe going into uh, the army or the military of some sort. And the first step he's going to take is he's going to go to boot camp. All of your possessions are taken away. Your head is shaved. You get new clothes. You are sort of stripped down, as, as they say. You're sort of it's almost as if you're being born again in a, in a weird sort of way. It sounds corny, but just stick with me here. Humor me. The second phase, then, is the transition phase. And I would call this more or less the limbo stage, meaning that there, you are in the process of moving from the previous you to the future you or future stage. Again, going back to the military Example we're using, the private, he's now a private, and now he's getting yelled at, he's getting humiliated, he's getting pushed around, uh, he's getting exercised to the point of being broken. He is literally being broken down, right? So they have to sort of, re in the military, they're rebuilding you. They're, they're making you into the, the man and the individual that they're looking for that's going to help them win wars, ultimately, when it come right, comes right down to it, right? And then the third and the final stage is reincorporation. This is a reintroduction into society, into the family, into the tribe, into whatever, into the, into the army, as a man. After boot camp, there usually is a celebration, and it is held to honor 
the individual, the family is in attendance, there is a big shindig, there's a lot of hooping and hollering and yay and all, all this kind of stuff. And that is bringing the once a boy now into manhood. So I was just using as an illustration uh, a young man going into boot camp, but this boot camp, but this has the same, you, you can have the same effect in the same stages and processes moving from being a young man into being an accomplished man. So let me kind of wrap this up because something that I want to try to do in these podcasts is sort of give you some practicality here. So let's talk about for you and, and how it can relate to you guys as you're listening to this. So what's the goal here? Well, you know, Tim, so what are you, what are you getting at here? Make a demarcation in your life that signifies that you are moving into manhood. I don't know what that looks like, and I don't know what, when that is, and I'll get to that in a minute, but make a decision. You say, you know what? I, I, I'm, you know, I, I think at this point in my life, I need to start having my thinking and my actions and my words and my my movements and my decision-making to begin emulating what an older man, an accomplished man, would be doing. Listen, let, let, me, let me stop you here. You're probably going, dude, you know, can I not be 12, 14 or 15 or 16? You're just moving me <laughs> straight into manhood? No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, as you begin to, be, as you begin to move into manhood, as you are looking and saying, you know what, I've got to sort of put away some of those boyish things. Once in a while, when you have an opportunity to step up and be the man, then do that. But that doesn't mean you can't be silly and have fun with your buddies and play Xbox and, and all the other fun stuff that you guys do. That doesn't mean that at all. But what it means is now you're, you're living your life a little more aware than maybe you were before. So the next question I might get is, well, Tim, when do I do this? Well, I did it with my son at age 13, but, but you decide. You find out when you think that is the case. We sort of liked 13. We sort of supported the, the Jewish bar mitzvah approach to, uh, to the rite of passage. But you do it whenever you feel like it's time for you to do that. Maybe the next question is, well, how do I do it? Ask your dad. Ask your dad, Dad, I, I heard this great podcast and you know, I'd like to do some type of ceremony or some type of presentation or something that I can, that, that maybe will signify this and, you know, that it, that it means a lot to me. Uh, ask your local church. Ask your youth pastor. Find a father figure in your life. Maybe there's a family member, an uncle or a, a cousin or a grandfather. Uh, you know, if, if you're coming from less fortunate circumstances and, and having a family and uh, a male person in your life, Get a group of you guys together. Find, find the football coach at, uh, at the school or some, some teacher that you really admire or appreciate at school. Find somebody. Don't let any disadvantage that is facing you stop you from doing this. So the next question, and probably the last two as well, what, what do I do and where do I do this and how do I make this happen? Make it your own. Make it your own. Do a night out. A survival trip hiking trip, uh, get a group of men to get together and just sit down 
at a, you know, in, in, around a campfire and maybe instill some wisdom. Find some of the older gentlemen in your life that, that would be willing to sit down and say, hey, here, here, here's some things that I want to instill in, in your life. Uh, this was a great example. I wanted to do this, but we ended up doing uh, the ritual with my son in the middle of the winter, so I didn't get a chance to do this. But there was a gentleman, was a great idea. He took his son and went into a park, and as they would walk along the park, he would just share some thoughts and some wisdom and some insight until they came to a park bench, and there'd be a, 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 a older brother or a uncle or a grandfather or somebody else that would step up and then continue the walk with him as his father would stay behind. And they did that three or four different times along the way. Uh, With my son, we sat down, I invited two or three family members that I valued, and we sat down and we each gave him a gift. And we talked about what that gift meant to him as he was moving into manhood. So there are no, there, and that's why I wanted to read to you some of the experiences that uh, young boys face in different tribes and, and different, uh, different families. It doesn't have to be anything it, it, specific. It can be whatever. Let me close by saying this. You need to have this demarcation in your life. It will help you. It will define as you move into the next stage of life. Guys, you're going to find as you, as you mature and you grow in this world, there's going to be seasons that come and go. And it's going to be important for you to be able to step back. Sometimes it's important to say, man, something's not right here. Something doesn't feel right. What's all this stuff? And you realize, hey, wait a minute. I'm, I'm, I'm in a different phase of my life. Not, not just the rite of passage as I'm talking about here, but as you grow older, And I think it's important that you recognize that because it helps you think differently. It helps you approach things differently. It helps you move forward with an understanding that, hey, you know what? This there's just a phase of my life right now that whether it's hard or it's fun or it's confusing or it's frustrating or whatever, just being able to wrap your mind around that and be able to say, okay, now I understand what I'm facing with, what I'm facing right now. And, and I just have to sort of approach this from a different perspective. Well, that about wraps it up for me today. The rite of passage. Hopefully you know a little more about this and understand what it means and the value of what it means as well. I'm your host, Tim Williams, and thanks for checking out Thrivehood. And until we talk again, guys, stay strong. Thank you.